vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. So hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I am so delighted to be back with you again now, on a previous podcast, I'd said that I would be going to the Vacation Rental Management Association conference in uh, Paris, which was uh, just uh, about a week ago. And I was going to be speaking there and I would come back and let you know all about the presentations I went to, the seminars, and and give you a good debrief on what was new, what I heard, what I learned and the people I spoke to at the conference in Paris. Well, unfortunately, um, due to circumstances beyond my control, um, unfortunately, my husband fell ill and was hospitalized. So my thoughts of going to Paris just went completely out the window, and I had to cancel and uh, and stay home and look after him. And, and just to let you know, he's perfectly fine. Um, he just chose the wrong time to get sick, I guess. <laughs> So in, in view of me telling you all about what happened at VRMA in Paris and the following week in, uh, or, or a few days after that in London at Amy Hynote's VRM Intel event, I've asked my friend and previous guest, Jessica Gillingham, to come along and, uh, and let me know what I missed. So Jessica, it's an absolute delight to have you back. I know you've had a really, really busy week at dual conferences. So how are you doing? Hi, Heather. Thanks very much for having me on. I, I, I'm recovered from, from them both. It was, you know, last week was absolutely fantastic at the VRMA in Paris and then the VRM Intel in London. But it was, you know, full on week, so much networking and education and conversations. But today's sort of the first day back in the office and back to reality but you know, I'm I'm doing great. Oh, that's fantastic! And just just to let you those those of you listening know, I just said it. You know, it's, it's Jessica. Um, Jessica is from a company called AbodePR.com, which is a which is PR for VR, um, basically. So just just give uh, just for for those of you who don't know you, uh, people who don't know you, Jessica, just give a bit. Can you get a bit of background on what Abode PR does? Yes, Heather. So Abode PR is a specialist PR and content marketing agency, and we specialize in the vacation and short-term rental industry. So all our clients are within this space, within this ecosystem. And we work with service providers in the industry, so tech companies or associations or service providers who, you know, basically their customers are property managers or perhaps owners. And then we also work with property management companies or villa rental agencies, depending on, you know, what side of the, the Atlantic you're on. And their customers are uh, guests. So we work within this ecosystem, but with different types of businesses. Excellent. And, and of course, we have had a discussion on the podcast before, and I'll put a link to, to that um that podcast interview in the show notes. So if anybody wants to check back and listen to that previous interview with you, they can do. Um, <clears throat> so thank you for joining me and for, 
you know, for, for offering your insights into um, VR, the VRMA Europe conference. So you're not just, you, you weren't there just as an attendee. You were also, you, you were a presenter and you were also on the Europe committee. What does that, what does that entail? The VRMA have some of the members, we have, there's a group of us members who basically help the, the um, VRMA to put together the conference and it, it was a, it's a really fantastic experience because there's you know quite a few of us and our, our basically we our opinions and what we think so we we judged all the proposals for the presentations and um, you know gave input on on certain aspects of how the conference went and it's a real sort of joint effort so it's making sure that. You, you, there's there's different aspects and different opinions are heard in order to kind of help guide how the conference runs and who gets to present or who presents or what educational aspects are part of part of the conference. That that's that's always good to know because um, you know for, for for those people who go to these conferences and I'm I'm sure um, there are many listeners who have you know, been to VRMA conferences, maybe it's the annual conference or the European or the East or West conferences. And then there's other events such as VRM Intel and our own Vacation Rental Success Summit. And I've heard people say, well, how, you know, who gets to speak at these things? And it, it, it it's certainly not a matter of, um, you know, people being paid to do it because very rarely does anybody get paid to actually come and speak at a conference. You know, mostly, um, you know, and, and you can set me straight if I've got this wrong, but mostly they are their suppliers to the industry or they're, they're just plain members who've got really good experiences they want to share. And they put in a proposal um, in, uh, which outlines the sorts of things they'd like to share with the audience. And then it goes to a committee like yours. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. and, and then you evaluate it. Absolutely. And it's a very thorough process. And nobody gets paid. Well, that's not true. The, the one keynote uh, gets paid. And this year they had, or, you know, certainly for the European one, and it was, I can't remember his full name, but it was, his first name is Javier. And he was head of vertical search for Google. And he did the opening keynote session. And I believe that might be the first time that somebody's been paid. But other than him, he nobody else was paid. And the, the process you know, it's very thorough. I mean, the VRMA and the Education Committee do a fantastic job of putting this whole, you know, event on. And anybody can submit a proposal. And in fact, you don't have to be a member to, to submit a proposal. But you submit a proposal of a topic that you feel is of interest to, you know, the members and the delegates who are, who, who are coming along. And some of the proposals are panel discussions some of them are uh, educational some come from vendors some come from property managers so there's a real mix and th the committee tries to make sure that all the um the proposals that are eventually accepted and there's a very sort of thorough vetting process where they're voted on initially and then the, each one is is talked about and discuss to see whether the merits are right and whether they'd fit together within the whole mix. And, you know, elements, primarily what uh, the VRMA are looking for are proposals that will educate and add value 
to the conference and to the delegates coming along to the conference. So they need to be educational and, you know, definitely not salesy. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think a lot of people, when they're going to these conferences, get worried that they're, they're just going to be sold to and they're, they're, they're going to get a, a smattering of information with at the end, you know, and if you want more, um, th- this, this is where you go buy it. But uh, certainly from my experience from all VRMA, or fr- actually from any industry conference I've been to, that's not the case. You know, the, the people giving these presentations are so eager to share their information openly and comprehensively. Uh, that that that's been my experience. So so uh, what I'd like you to do, Jessica, is is to let us know what you learned that was different. What um, what were the best um, the best seminars you went to, and uh, and what nuggets of information can you share? So I and I guess I should explain why I go. You know why I go to the conferences, and same with the Vacation Rental Success Summit. You know why I go to these conferences, and one of the reasons is because I do meet clients that I'm already working with, and it's a chance for face to face. But for me, there are two you know really important aspects, and the first one is the conversations, the opportunity to kind of network. And meet people. But for me, the absolute primary driver is that it's it's education. So I'm always learning new insights and, and, you know, really seeing different sides of the vacation rental industry and learning more about what the challenges of property managers are, but also what the solutions are and how it fits into the bigger picture of the travel industry. So for me, that's what my motives are for any session that I go to as well as the the conference in its whole and I couldn't go to everything because just you know you can't you can't go to all the sessions and it's always quite interesting to think you know we'll all have a different experience of a conference depending on which sessions we went to and which conversations we had and who we spent time with but I, I, did, I went to some really, uh, really fantastic pre- uh, presentations and sessions. And I always like my favorites of the panel discussions. And uh, there, were, there were several panel discussions in Paris. And one in particular was a really standout, standout one for me. And that was uh, at the end... Alex Nigg from Properly interviewed four property managers, two from the US, Eric Brion and Steve Milo, and then two from Europe. And one of them was the CEO of One Fine Stay. And the the fourth one was the CEO from At Leisure. And it was just fascinating, you know, to, to hear the different perspectives. And particularly the CEO from One Fine Stay was just incredibly dynamic and you know, really impressive with his information and, 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 you know, really open as well about how they, how, you know, about the business and about the business model and their strategy going forwards. And it was just really fascinating to hear from four CEOs of four very different vacation rental management companies, but all talking together and sharing their experience and their knowledge. That to me was the real, uh, I mean, it's just one off, but it was, it was a real pinnacle. So, so was there anything that came out of that conversation that really um, captured your attention and, and, and had you thinking that, you know, this is something that people could, could use, could, could use as a takeaway? 
I'm not so sure about that one. It was more about really seeing, you know, some very successful companies and how how they operate and where they're going. And what was, you know, different about that one and what was so interesting, I think was seeing it from a perspective of, you know, the CEO perspective. So for instance, the, the CEO from One Fine Stay, you know, he talked about how they develop relationships with their guests. And, you know, One One Fine Stay has, I think it's like the top 1% of affluent travelers are their customer base. So, you know, it's a, it's a real high-end niche customer base that they that they that they operate in and that they you know that that is their marketplace but he was talking about how they develop that relationship and you know how they're not doing loyalty programs but they're offering concierge services for a year after somebody stays and about how they really invest in that guest relationship in order to build a sort of a community of travelers and that they, you know, their asset is this community of guests that have traveled with them. And he also talked about how they're developing destinations. You know, the biggest issue for them has been about not having enough destinations in their portfolio originally before Accor Hotels took took over One Fine Stay. But now they have they've developed, you know, to over 200 different destinations. So that's that's a way of expanding their business. So I think it's just, you know, having four people, four CEOs on the stage, all who have been incredibly successful within their businesses, all talking together. And, you know, Alex asked asked some really great questions and some very challenging questions as well. You know, that was really interesting. But that was just one, you know, one part of it. The, the opening keynote that I talked about before was um, the head of uh, vertical and travel at Google. And he gave a really interesting talk about and he and he really started his discussion talking about the travel industry as a whole. So he went through from the beginning of when vacation rentals or even the beginning of travel. You know, he sort of said something along the lines of, you know, even cavemen traveled, you know, travel has been in our DNA, you know, since time memorial. Mm-hmm. And that he talked about the, you know, the change and he talked about the change in, you know, it's just what's different today is the way that we consume content, not the content that we're consuming or not the, the fact, not our, not the way we are, but the way that we access information and the, the way that we consume that information has changed, you know, irrevocably over the last, you know, 10, 20 years. And that was really interesting because he also talked, you know, there's been so much kind of whispers or talk about how Google is really, and, you know, I kind of refer to it as the the napping giant in the corner of, you know, when Google really wants to start playing this game, things are going to change. And he talked, you know, he talked about how, you know, he gave us some indication about what, you know, what, what's going to change with Google and about, you know, making sure that you're, you're, you know, the difference also between organic search and paid search. And that was really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, because it's always said you cannot stand still in this industry. It's always, there's, there's always, there's going to be continual change. And, and as you say, Google, Google is out there and, and it's been mooted for so long that at some point, Google is going to jump in and become a major player in this industry. Absolutely. And he said that, um, 
I, I believe this was what he said, but he said 27, 27% of travellers want to search for the accommodation they're looking for by voice. So voice, you know, he talked about voice being the way that people are, are increasingly searching for, for their information, you know, not even just travel, just any information. And he also talked about the differences between people using voice and people typing on a desktop and people typing on a mobile and that increasingly people are looking for more defined search re results. So instead of looking for a property in Paris, they're looking for, you know, they're actually searching a two-bedroom flat near Notre Dame, and with a and, and with a full bath, you know that kind of thing. They're looking for more detailed. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting you you talk about voice because you know just just coming back to sort of the granular level and and me getting the Google Home for Christmas and now, you know, you just go into the kitchen and you ask Google a question. You rather than sit down and type it. Absolutely, and that changes the way that that search happens and you know that search is now much more complex it's long tail search it's more specific which you know in my view gives vacation rental property managers much more opportunity you know especially if they're niche if they're niche within a destination or niche within a type of traveler a type of guest or a type of experience you know it really allows you to be very specific with your marketing if you if you're getting that specific search yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about um, voice-activated um, smart home devices here. What did Alex Nigg have to say about that? So, because I know he's really, you know, he, he's honing in on on this type of technology now. Absolutely. And he did a presentation on, and I believe it was called, you know, how Amazon, Google and Apple will re re uh, revolutionize vacation rentals. And he talked about... He gave us an overview, really. So it was, but not just an overview. And one of the things that I found so interesting and really took away is that he talked about the fact that, you know, smart home technology and voice activated devices, they're not actually about technology. They're about strategy or to look at it in terms of it's about strategy. And by that, he means it's not, you know, forget about the technology in a way. It's how you can use this technology to improve your business and how it's going to change the guest relationship, how it can help you with your, you know, your strategy going forwards, you know, all the different income streams that can come about. And he, you know, he gave us a really great overview of basically the opportunity that this technology and this this movement towards will bring to the, the, the whole of the hospitality industry, but specifically the vacation rental industry. And he gave us an overview of, you know, with a rose-coloured vision of what voice-activated devices and smart home tech can, can will give us. You know, it will give us improvements in guest relations, opportunities for new income streams, and, you know, other elements. But then he also talked about the, the real problems and issues that there are around this. You know, nobody knows what's happening with privacy. You know, how does it, how do you sort out whether it's your account or the guest's account? Mm -hmm. You know, you know where, is Amazon, where is Amazon going to fit in all of this? You know, so there's, there's lots of uncertainty. But Alex was very keen to say, even though this is new, and this is this is still the beginning, to, you know, that 
property managers should really be thinking about this and start to think about their, their vision and their strategy and how they can use these devices and smart home tech to move forward and start doing a bit of experimenting as well. Yeah, it's 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 exciting stuff. And as I say, you know, this it, again just ties down this point that that we can never stand still. We've always absolutely got to be, always got to be thinking to to the future. Um, I know that um, you you also talked to Simon Lehman. He was a part of Focusrite for some time, and I know Simon was front and center at uh, VRMA and also in London. What did you learn from him? So uh, Simon was most definitely one of the stars of the show. You know, he did, you know, he was very um, open with his talking. He did a great job. He did several presentations and he did interviewing. And also on in London on the Thursday night before the, the, the Friday, properly hosted a really fabulous fireside chat evening in a private members club in the centre of London. And as part of that, Alex and Alex from Properly and Simon did a did a chat basically and really kind of talked about things that they felt that that you know were not necessarily open to talk about at conferences and it was quite a small audience of property managers who could talk about you know what their issues were and what you know what was bothering them so that was one of the things but you know Simon did some you know, several really great chats and you know, he's he's a very good interviewer and moderator, so he's very sort of easy on the stage, and you know, really can pull out and be very quick at answer, you know pulling out really good nuggets from you know the panel that he's interviewing. <laughs> but he did also a couple of talks on Focus Right research. So he 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 talked about research that Focus Right have done within Europe and within the vacation rental space, which was very interesting. And one of the things he talked about was that predicted by Focus Right that 72% of bookings for vacation rentals will come from OTAs by 2020. And that, so that I find quite astounding because that only leaves 28% of direct bookings, you know, to come directly. And I, I saw that in, in your blog post and, I, and mm-hmm. I'll put a link to your blog post on um which were your reflections from Paris. I'll put the link to those on the show notes. And I saw that, you know, Focus Right have predicted that by 2020, 72% of bookings will come from OTAs. This leaves a bleak figure of just 28% for direct bookings. Do you think that is that bleak at 28%? It, it's still, you know, it's well over a quarter. And when you consider the amount of bookings that do take place, it's still a significant amount. The reason I think it's a bleak figure is... He talked about how the real opportunity for property managers is in the repeat booking. So, you know, allow the OTAs to give you the lead, you know, let them have that first booking. But then your job is to retain those customers and get the repeat bookings. And 28% for repeat bookings seems to me quite a low figure. So, you know, it's quite a low figure for repeat bookings. Maybe I'm wrong, but if you think about what it, you know, if that's repeat bookings, all the ones that are coming direct, it just seems uh, quite a low figure. But I sort of said to Simon, it's that, that I felt it was quite a low figure. And he said that these are only predictions and there is still time to change that percentage. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, he talked about, you know, hotels are really working hard to change that percentage. It's interesting. And I, I just, 
you know, give you one of uh, just a reflection that I have on on the way that business is going from our experience that, you know, what one of the things that we say about, you know, guest booking through OTAs and, and it came out on Book Direct Day on um, on the 7th of February when we were talking about the fact that travelers are paying this service fee. You know, it can be up to 10, maybe even 15% of their rental rate they're paying in a service fee. And I have noticed that when when guests are coming to us in our company, nobody is nobody's mentioning this service fee. They're buying our vacation rental weeks via HomeAway or VRBO or Canada Stays, and they're paying an extra 12%, and it just does not bother them. It's, it's mm. as though they have been, I'm not saying brainwashed, but mm. um, they're, they're becoming immune to the fact that there is an additional fee because, you know, Airbnb have been charging this since, since day one. There's been mm-hmm. this extra fee, and it's almost as though it, it is completely accepted that this is going to be the case. We're going to pay significantly more than that published rate. When it, mm-hmm. when it comes to the bottom line, as, as a company, we added an extra fee to our bookings this year. We, or we used to offer an optional accidental damage protection plan. So you could optionally buy in and for an, an additional $49, we would cover you um, for up to $2,500 worth of accidental damage. And a certain, mm-hmm. you know, a, a proportion of people bought into this. We we have never char- We don't charge a damage deposit. You know, if if there's damage, then we'll invoice you. Or you can buy this this plan. And this year we said, come on, let's. <laughs> this is going to be compulsory from here on, and we're going to just say you are paying, and we're doing it at a daily rate now. It's seven dollars a day for the accidental damage um, that that um, we're offering. And we have done a huge amount of booking so far, and maybe two people so far have queried this additional fee. And it just see, you know, when we looked at this and we said, you know, nobody's nobody's questioning it mm. because it's almost as though they're becoming immune to these additional charges, which is which is really is really interesting because it's part of our argument against the OTAs that travellers don't want to spend this this money. They don't want to spend this. Um, additional you know they, they don't want to take on this additional fee but they just don't seem to care mm. it's interesting because it it may t- slightly ties into some other points that simon made and he made a, a very valid point that one of the issues is the inability or the 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 inability i suppose it is or the not getting it right yet of property managers and not basically communicating their value proposition so why you know why i guess quite happy with fees and going with otas it's that property managers have not been able on one level so i'll talk about it in another level as well but to guests talk about the value proposition of why they should book book directly with the property manager or why they should even book a vacation rental as well. He talked about that, you know, what's the value proposition of vacation rentals as opposed to other types of lodging as hotels or uh, B&Bs or whatever it might be. But actually communicating that value proposition and that's one of the issues. Another issue around this value proposition is that Simon talked about how 
you know, the biggest issue, the biggest threat for the vacation rental industry is actually supply. So it's that, you know, demand, there's demand there. There's no problem with demand. You know, demand is rising. You know, there's lots of demand, but it's the supply is the problem. And it's not about the amount of properties or the, the number of units. It's about the quality of that supply as well as the availability and you know one of the the sort of the issues for property managers is that there is a lot of rent by owner you know there's a lot of people that are doing it themselves and what you know the the one of the issues with property managers in order to get that inventory is not being able to communicate their value proposition about why an owner would be better off putting their property with a management company rather than doing it themselves yeah yeah, it was interesting because I read that in your blog post and I thought, well, that was that was what my uh, my present presentation was about. <laughs> oh, that's it. We yeah. Oh, that's a shame we missed it then. <laughs> yeah, it was all this sort of practical strategies for attracting new owners. Absolutely, and it it is that communicating why you know yes. why would they use a property manager and not do it themselves, and so it's really getting clear about what you know why that is. Now, as a property manager, I'm I'm seeing this all the time, and I I would have opened in my presentation with saying it has become increasingly every year it becomes more challenging to take on new owners because the first question they will ask, and I'm going to see this at the Cottage Life Show in Toronto next next week, the first question we get is, "What can you do for your seventeen twenty percent commission that I can't do myself for three percent with Airbnb?" That is the big question that property managers have to answer. And yeah, Simon's absolutely right. You know, you've you've got to find what your what your unique selling proposition is, and also when you you find that, and then get that message out. You talk about you talk about supply um, and the millions of you know properties that are on the market, and the issue that there is with quality and. I, I was, I was, I, I think as everybody does, you know, in an idle moment, you go through some listings, you go through mm-hmm. other people's listings and you look at the photographs and you think, oh my God, are you really offering this out into a pub, uh, you know, on a public arena and saying, this is my property and I'd like you to rent it. And people mm-hmm. are renting these places and you know, the, the pictures are, the pictures are rubbish, you know, that it's it's going to be a substandard property and unfortunately it's that fragmented nature of the business that is the business's problem and also what what's changing and it's changing in all markets and all businesses and all industries you know is that that the consumer's expectations are higher you know they're expecting more so you can't get away with not having you know toilet paper in the property or not having you know certain things done in a property it's the expectations of the of of the guests is 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 rising and property managers need to make sure they're meeting that and exceeding that and that's also where this issue with value proposition uh, uh, you know one thing that simon said and i agree with this is that you know individual owners might have a go for a while of renting out their property and you know dealing with the, you know, the guests that come through Airbnb and doing all of that themselves. But it's very likely that they will get, they will want to go back to a property manager because it's hard work. You know, it's hard work 
renting out a property to guests and making sure it's cleaned and, you know, doing all that stuff. It's really hard work, especially if you've got another job and, you, you know, your real job is something else. It's realizing that, yes, owners may do it themselves, but they'll come back. And this also, uh, both Alex and Simon talked quite a bit about the unbundling of property management. So offering different services and different level of services in order to meet and match those desires of owners you know so not necessarily doing the full service property management and the marketing so maybe doing the property management but not the marketing so you know really being a bit flexible and adaptable about where the industry or where your particular owners are going i wholly agree with that because um you know it's a conversation that we've had in in our office because you know not all owners are you know, come, come exactly the same. They all come with different, with different needs, different goals. Once again, that was that was part of my presentation. You know, with the, I think what property managers have been doing in the past is, um, is putting all owners in one basket. You know, every owner is exactly the same. They have all have the same needs and wants and expectations. Well, in fact, they don't. And and we should be we should be tailoring our uh offerings to different different types of owners and in doing that it's you know it's your unique selling proposition is going to become more attractive because you're able to attract different types of people and in my i did a presentation and it was about it was obviously about pr but it was about how using PR can help you with your organic search and, you know, developing your reputation. And a couple of the questions after my presentation, you know, were really were very much about how do you market to guests and owners at the same time? You know, how do you do that? Because for a lot of property managers, and I know this through my work anyway, is that it's not, they don't necessarily have a problem with attracting guests. What they have a problem with is increasing their inventory. So it's it's that issue and, and really sort of looking at that. Yeah. And that, you know, is, you know, what Simon said, you know, the threat to the industry is supply. Mm-hmm. So so let's let's move on to I mean, you, you've, you've mentioned London briefly. So just tell us mm-hmm. what uh, what what the event was in London. So the, the event in London was Amy's VRM Intel one day conference and she got together you know, industry leaders, speakers, and also more more localized property managers in London. And it was a really interesting, it was different from Paris because it was smaller and more intimate, but it was, you know, really fantastic in its own way as well. And, you know, there were several people that came over from Paris and went straight to London, but there were also people that didn't go to Paris there. And it was a great opportunity to have more sort of in-depth conversations and, you know, some of the speakers were the, were the same, but there were also different ones as well. And there was a, you know, I've said before, I really like the panel discussions. And one of the, the, there was a panel discussion towards the end of the day that was Alex Nick interviewing Steve Milo from VTrips. And then also uh, a chap called Mark, who runs a, a company in London called Air Agents, where over 90% of his bookings come from Airbnb. So essentially, it's an he's a property manager. The, you know, he actually said the words partner partners with Airbnb. And it was just really interesting 
to see the two different types of businesses. And a lot of people were quite, I guess the word might be sort of concerned for air agents that all their eggs were in one basket. But that's just the business model. You know, it's a different type of business. It's profitable. It's very successful. You know, in three years, it's grown from one property to 260 properties. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a very good business. But it's just a different business from a traditional vacation rental company that uses, you know, different OTAs and different marketing channels, as well as having, you know, very good, because VTrips has very good direct bookings as well. So that was very interesting to get the sort of the two different perspectives, as well as the fact that it was U UK and US. Yeah, yeah, in interesting. What 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 else um, struck you as as being most interesting from VRM Intel? So Amy also invited the CEO of One Fine Stay, Javier, and I actually can't remember his full name, but he he's just this, you know, and I actually sort of secretly said to Amy, you know, if there's such a thing as a CEO crush, I've got one. Like this guy was very dynamic, intelligent, you know, very focused, very articulate. And, you know, talking more deeply, it was a sort of a more de a deeper opportunity to hear what he had to say and about One Fine Stay and a more, you know, more detail about how they work with their guest experience and how they, you know, how they really market to those high end, um, high end uh, travelers. But, you know, they still work with OTAs. And I believe he said something like, you know, there was a certain maybe it was a quarter of their business comes from OTAs. So, you know, that was interesting. Excellent. So, so a good week was had by all then. Absolutely. You know, it was, it was a fantastic week, you know, just really, um, you know, it's just great people. And you know, this industry, Heather, there's some really fantastic people who are so open about sharing, you know, sharing their experience and their business and, you know, really helping each other. It's a very, you know, really, um, interesting mixes of people and there was actually a journalist at both events and uh, uh, he, he comes from service department news and we had quite a few chats over over the couple of days and he said to me that you know that the people within the vacation rental because he's more used to the service departments or more short-term rental he said to me you know there's some really interesting um characters in the vacation rental industry you know he said there's it, you know there's some very unique people in this industry and I said yeah there is and I said you know I think one of the reasons is that it attracts entrepreneurs you know it attracts people who are you know quite entrepreneurial in, in you know in their nature and that's what makes it quite interesting you know there's a lot of people that start businesses that are founders of businesses you know whether that's the startups and the you know the service businesses or whether that's property managers you know it sort of it attracts people that are quite interesting so that was good yeah and and that can be from you know from the most modest um of of little businesses you know somebody that just owns a very small property um absolutely can be just as interesting as the ceo of vacasa or vtrips or um one fine stay you know it you don't have to be running a mega company to be as involved and immersed in the industry. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what's so great about, you know, these, these events is that it does attract a mix of people. 
and a mix of different stages of business as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the, I, I, I'm so envious of, of missing all this. So what's next, Jessica? So next is Texas. Very soon is Texas and the Vacation Rental Success Summit. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And again, you know, it's it'll be a different mix of people, but it have all those elements of, you know, the great networking, the conversations, the learning, the different types of businesses within the vacation rental space. You know, I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, well what gets me about VRSS is that... Um... You know, you go to the VRMA and VRM Intel and the, it's majority property managers. Um, mm-hmm. But with VRSS, it's that there are there's some property managers, but mostly they are independent owners. Um, and But it's those passionate owners that they, they may just have one property or, as, as we found with, with many, they start with the one and then they buy another and then they buy another. I don't know if you've been watching what Tyann Marsink has been doing recently you know she um she, she she has her properties in branson and then she's just recently bought a um an old bank i've seen that she's had great coverage with that so i i've been watching that yeah absolutely and 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 she's you know taking us through every step of the way of renovating this old building and making it into a new vacation rental so the great thing is, is that Tyann will will be at VRSS along with her business partner Alana Schroeder doing a uh, a one day VR mastered boot camp. So Brilliant. that's actually on the Friday before the um, the event, and I believe. You, are you are you doing so something? i'm doing are, one as well you yes. are aren't you so uh, i actually would have loved to have gone to the vr on master boot camp um but i'm at the same time i'm doing a half day pr workshop so basically i'll be helping owners small property managers or you know whoever wants to come along and i'll be teaching some pr skills so how to write a press release how to pitch your story to the press how to decide, how to sort of build a media list what to send, what information to send, how to pull out a story that is, you know, potentially newsworthy. So I'll be giving some basically practical skills and walking through how you can do some of your own PR. Yeah, that that, that sounds fantastic. I mean, I'd love to be in three places at once because we have, we also have Jason Beaton and Ellery Wells doing a a session on the Friday on marketing too. So gosh, it'd be difficult to choose. And then of course the Saturday, Sunday is the full conference. And, and, you know, I I just think it's going to be brilliant. And I love San Antonio. Have you ever been there before? No, I haven't. I've never been to Texas and I'm very, uh, very excited about it. You know, I've traveled, obviously I, I know Canada very well and I have traveled bits in the States, but you know, not not as much as I would have liked. So I'm really looking forward to it. And then also, Heather, we've got to watch the uh, royal wedding, don't we, on on I, the, on the I, Saturday? I, <laughs> I nearly wrote them a letter, and I said, "How <laughs> how can you do this? How you know?" I, we're, we're, I would have countersigned it with you. <laughs> yeah, my sister my sister called me, and she said. She said, "Oh, we we we've got a date to uh, to to get up at five o'clock in the morning and watch a royal wedding." And I said, "I'm sorry, I'm going to be in San Antonio, but I'll, I'll still get up at well, actually, it'll be even earlier, I think." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's midday UK time. Yes, but it's all the stuff. It's all the stuff before, isn't it? It's the getting ready, the carriages. And well, 
I, I know, and I'm I'm such a royalist, and I shall miss it badly. But uh, it'll it'll all be recorded. <laughs> hey listen jessica it's been absolutely delightful to to speak with you and to have you join me and share your thoughts on vrma europe and the vrm intel london event um and and i can't wait to meet up with you again in um in, Par- in paris in san antonio in yeah me too about six six or seven weeks i think it is gosh gosh it's coming up it's coming up so brilliant yeah we will we will talk then thank you just thank you once again it's been great yeah my pleasure heather thank you for asking me well huge thank you to jessica gillingham of abode pr for for sharing um her thoughts on the conferences if you would like to come to a great conference and you haven't yet got your tickets to the Vacation Rental Success Summit in San Antonio on May the 20th and 21st, or is it the 19th, 21st? I'm not, I'm not sure. You're just going to have to go on to vacationrentalsuccesssummit.com and you'll find all the information there. Jessica is going to be speaking at the conference, as is Steve Milo, which is uh, somebody that Jessica mentioned. Alex Nig from Properly will be talking as well, along with his partner, Tammy Sims. Um, many, many others. Um, Amy Hynote will be there leading a panel. And as, yeah, as Jessica mentioned, you know, the panels are really, really interesting. So we're going to have a panel of, um, of owners, um, headed up by Rick Oster from, um, Oster Golf Houses. I'm saving up who we have on that panel. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be people from all over the world. So that will be really, really interesting to, to, uh, bring along your questions. I will be asking you for your questions for these panels uh, as we go along through the next couple of uh, couple of weeks, um, because we really want to get some some good questions to present to our panelists. So, as I say, if you if you still uh, if you still haven't got your uh, vacation rental success summit tickets, um, give me a shout. Send an email to heather at cottageblogger dot com, and I'll get you in the right direction with a good discount. So, do that, and I'll look forward to hearing from you. And of course, I will be more than delighted to be back with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.